1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: This has been the thing I was waiting for. Honestly, when I got sick uh, and we knew that it was going to happen on Saturday, I was just I was so bummed because I'm like, man, you cannot be so sick. You can't talk to him on uh, on Monday or Tuesday. And I knew it was Tuesday. Uh, and, and then I saw the picture start coming in Sunday. Uh, the video started coming and flooding the Internet of him, a, he and Patrick Mahomes meeting, and just how happy they were and how cool Patrick Mahomes was meeting him. And I was so proud of our city and, and who he is and just the way the whole thing unfolded. Uh, I can't wait to hear the rest of the story, man. Please, uh, let's bring on Henry Winkler.
3: Born October 30th in Manhattan, New York, our next guest is one of the most beloved people we have ever had on the show. From his iconic work on the series Happy Days,
1: to movies such as Night Shift, The Waterboy and The Holiday Classic, An American Christmas Carol, as well as his Emmy Award-winning work on the HBO series, Barry, not to mention his career as an award-winning children's book author. And this past
3: Sunday, he was the special guest of Patrick Mahomes and the team for the Big Chiefs Chargers game in Los Angeles. Please welcome Hollywood icon, Chiefs fan, and longtime
2: friend of the show, Henry Winkler. Mr. Henry Winkler, how are you this morning?
3: I am unbelievable. i first of all. Let me just say I am so sorry that you are not feeling well.
2: Yeah, you. Thank you. I, I'm actually perfect today. Uh, I'm you just are. Hoping to get I'm hoping to get a clear test today, but I, I, I feel great. Um, uh, and, and so I'm just, I'm hoping to be uh, better for the, for the holiday, of course, but absolutely, but, I totally get it, but man, I felt, I felt rough Friday, Saturday, uh, definitely better come Sunday, Monday than today. I, I woke up completely normal. So wow. uh, I, I, and maybe just, and you know what, maybe it's you, maybe it's the power of the Winkler. You know what? That's what I'm thinking. I'm
3: very much like taking an excedrin.
2: Yes. Yes. So I'm watching this all unfold. and I can't tell you my phone blew up. My all the social media blew up. Everything blew up with people going, do you see, do you see what's happening right now?
3: I'm telling you, it was an amazement in the summer. I'm doing the Rich Eisen show. Right. And he's a sports guy. And so he said, so when are we going to see this episode of Barry? I said, do you know Patrick Mahomes?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and he laughed. He thought I was kidding. I said, no, no, no. Do you know him? Do you think he listens to your show? Does anybody listen to your show? <laughs> so great. And he said, I think he does. I said, well, Patrick, if you're listening, I'm now offering you to come to my home for a chicken dinner it's a breast stuffed with ricotta and spinach and a reduction sauce that will just blow your mind. All right, uh and if, you're, if you're, could you if you could just raise your hand if you're coming. <laughs> and that was it. And then Rich Eisen played that clip for Mr. Mahomes when he called in to do his show. Right? And then he and and then um, uh, Richard Eisen played what Patrick said. He went, oh, my God, you're invited to SoFi Stadium. You're invited to every stadium I ever play at on November 20th. And you'll sit in the box in the suite with my family. And I didn't know if that, you know, I was ever going to see a ticket. I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it if I was on location. And it just all turned out. And Patrick Mahomes' assistant, Lacey, was an angel. She took care of every detail. Um, Jed, my son, Max, my son, Rob, my son-in-law, and Ernie who uh, drives us sometimes to get from wherever we're going. We all went up to the suite,
0: which was the size
3: of, I don't know, uh, an apartment in New York City on Fifth Avenue. And there were chicken tenders and hamburgers and frankfurters and sushi and um, uh, a, a turkey sandwich that was okay. (laughs) <laughs> um, and and you know and it was amazing and then uh, his mom was there and his uh, brother Lucas was there and his uh, sister Mia was there and then friends from different parts of, um, of uh, Kansas City they came and yes. we watched the game and then I was escorted onto the field and we're standing there by, on the sideline. I'm now taking pictures with everybody. Mrs. Reed, Andy Reed's wife, comes up, gets me by the arm, and is wearing a championship ring. It is so big you could pull chairs up and have dinner. Right? <laughs> They're huge. Yes, I'm not kidding. There, There, there is a, a young man that is holding her hand with the ring on it, because it takes two, yeah. and we're walking down the sideline, and now I'm taking a picture with all of the wives of the different coaches from all the the different, maybe the kicker and the the quarterback and the the coaches. I, I did not meet Mr. Reed because he was in there um, talking to his boys, but right. I, I and then I met Mr. Hunt. The owner of the team and Mrs. Great. Hunt and their two beautiful daughters. Then I'm escorted back to where I was standing on the sideline. Now, though, the team has a huddle. They're throwing the, the football at each other. And um, it looks very much to me like a missile. And all of a sudden, he comes running across the field and he comes right up. We hug. And he said, I have a surprise for you. Here's my jersey. I've signed it. And look at this. It's got your name on it. He was so proud. (laughs) And I was so proud. Oh, Oh, and just before this, um, Kelsey is running down the field. I didn't see it in a Fonzie T-shirt. Yes. But I didn't get to meet him. It says uh, uh, family, football, and Fonzie. Oh, my God. And then... You know we're talking now here's the incredible part first of all he is gigantic and second of all there's no uh, body fat so when you hug him it's like hugging a um, uh, a small metal tank
1: <laughs>
3: and um, you know and, and and he he talks to you he is so present it's not like oh I got to talk to you, you know like hey, it's really nice to see you thanks for coming it's great I got a game to play you know I'm going now He was right there with me.
2: That's what I thought, too.
3: He was right with me. And he said, you know, I'm taking you up on that meal. I said, hey, uh, you know, like Johnny Dare, there is always a seat at the table for you. and, (laughs) And Caitlin, my God, are you kidding? And he was off like, there goes Superman. Then I go back up to the suite and I take a bite of the of okay uh, turkey sandwich, and um, we watch the game. And every time they score a touchdown, all of his friends from Kansas City drink something called a fireball. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. I say, oh, "Come on, hey, come on, Henry Lee!" Got it. We're all standing in a circle. We're having a fireball. And it, it literally was, because um, the, the, the layer of skin inside my mouth
2: uh, was removed. <laughs> yeah, the cinnamon whiskey will get you. And then, see, I think that Patrick
3: is such a cut above um, a player. He's so in another category. That in his mind, I think he said, "You know, I'm going to just lose a little bit, and then, and then I'll, it gets really interesting, and I'll win." <laughs> it looks like that, doesn't it? It does. It, he, I mean, something kicks in in his mind when he goes, "Oh no, you're not. Oh, you're not leaving here with a win. We are."
2: He's got this gift, you know, that, oh, that you see, gift. you it's see, him, it makes you think that it looks, he makes it look effortless and he makes it also look like, because it's not that ultra structured football we have become so used to, that's so militaristic in its, in its execution. Right. And no,
3: that is one of the things that I talked about, you know, just as an actor, he is so improvisational, right? He literally, you know, they they say, um, and I don't know if it is true, but they used to say that Ted Williams, the baseball player, could slow the ball down in his mind as it was coming toward him where he could see the stitching. And I swear to God, in the same gentle, with a little more English on it, but the same gentle way that he is with you in person. He's on that field. He's a general, but it's so casual. It just seems like, okay, now, let's go. We're going to play like,
2: uh, you know, pick up football. Yeah. No, that that's what we talked about this morning was that, it, and, I, and I hate it because it sounds, as I'm saying it, I don't like the way it, it feels like, but he'll make it look like when you were kids and you would backyard football. Yes, that is exactly you'd... right and you would just you would just lob it underhand overhand to the side it would just and it would just happen and and it just it was fun
3: yeah his hand eye coordination is like somebody must throw the ball in the wrong direction there must be at least 15 people who cannot throw any even a ping pong ball and he got all the hand eye coordination
2: yeah yeah no it's and and the thing was when I was watching and I was so happy for you and 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 for Kansas City because uh, you could catch and see he, like you mentioned before he was very present with you and uh, and that speaks to who he is in his character oh and just and how he thrilled. feels in life and I thought I that was, was so just beautiful
3: thrilled. and his mom is from Texas you know they live in Tyler I think right and just down to earth and proud of her children all three of them a mother hen you know made sure that all the other kids that were in the uh in the the suite were uh everybody was watched and taken care of oh my god he just it was a thrill and and that it started in the summer from a happening that just popped out of my mouth to sitting in that in that suite, I swear to God, you you have got to ask for what you want. That's right. That's you right. You've got to put out into the universe what you want, and all of a sudden, there is a mediocre turkey sandwich in your hand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, I will tell you, Henry, though, it, there was a buzz of excitement when that happened with Ison. Uh, of course, everybody. We all heard about it, and then each of us who have friends at the at the cheese place were like, "Did you know that Henry would like to meet Patrick Mahomes?" And my buddy Ty's like, "Of course, I know that. I just heard it. You know, ten seconds ago." And then you know, it just keeps circulating through all the sports guys, and we all keep talking to each other about it. You know, Mitch Holtus and 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 all of these guys. And it, was, it became a bit of a thing with all of us, just going, when does this, do you think it'll happen? Now, this is the schedule. Do you think it's going to happen? And nobody was really talking about it clearly and for sure until one week before for us.
3: Yeah, yeah. I and I, I felt the same way. And, you know, and I have a little OCD, so I didn't want to call Lacey many, many times, like a thousand, uh, <laughs> you know, in a week. But uh, I, so I had to, I literally taped the phones down with duct tape so I couldn't pick up the receiver because I had called so many times. You and are. she was there each time, you know, I'm telling you, and then there we were, and it was real. It was just so exciting.
2: Well, I, 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 we have to have things to look forward to, don't we? We have to have heroes. No matter how big we get, and you look, you, you... You've already been the biggest icon to television has ever seen as as the Fonz as that character. You've you've championed children with with all of your books that you've written nineteen twenty books. uh, yeah. you, uh John. Uh, yes, sir.
3: Thirty nine.
2: Thirty nine. My bad. I'm
3: sorry. Thirty nine total. Get that right.
2: Thirty nine books.
3: Yeah. Uh, it doesn't and, bother me at
2: all. But thirty nine. <laughs> <laughs> you and and. You've done everything you've done, but yet you still in your heart have this genuine joy when you watch others. Like you see their greatness and you appreciate it and it brings you joy. And that's, you know, like, again, there's it's, it's dumbing it down the world a bit. But there are two kinds of people, those that that see greatness in others and it brings them happiness and those who see greatness in others and it makes them cynical and upset.
3: Yeah, I know it, it, it is true. And the the first it I don't know how I got the genes for the first one to see greatness and enjoy it, but, oh, my God, it brings such a level of wonder to your life. Yes. You know, I, I write fan letters. Um, there is a, oh, There was a, a wonderful show, uh, Yellowstone, and then the prequel, which was 1883. Yes. And I watched 1883, just as an example, uh, in awe. It was perfectly made, a great Western, an emotional story. And the Taylor Sheridan, who wrote it and directed a lot of it, I wrote him a letter and um, in, in, sent it to Texas somewhere. And he, he called me. You know, I think it's really important that you let people know just what you think of them, uh, if they have moved you. Right.
2: And, and I think it's, it's see, I, I'm the same as you. I see goodness in people, and it makes me feel like anything's possible. I see people. It, it's true. It's true. It, 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 uh, I love nothing more than seeing, uh, above all, somebody with insurmountable odds. Like, I'm that sucker, naive guy that when I see an underdog achieve like there's nothing greater in this world there's no greater i agree with moment. you
3: 100 i i absolutely agree with you it's, it's true and you know what and it's funny when i was in drama school uh in new haven and you're only two hours from new york city and you're working away and you're trying to figure out how to be a really good actor and you fall and you, you, you make mistakes and you think, oh, it's never going to happen. I can't put all these things together uh, to make a compelling performance. And then people either leave and go to New York or they graduate and go to New York and now they're working. Right. They're in Broadway musicals. They're in plays. They're directing and you think, oh, my God, they're getting all the jobs. There's not going to be anything left for me. And then you realize there is room for everybody if you've got the goods. If you build it, they will come.
2: Yeah, yeah. If 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 you help someone else's light, and it's again, it's a trite saying, but if you help somebody else's light shine brighter, it doesn't diminish your light.
3: It does not diminish your light. That is, I'm, and that is, I think, maybe one of the most important lessons that I learned you know people say oh aren't you sorry that you didn't get that that role or whatever and I said no because if I was supposed to I would have but look at this role I got I'm really happy over here you know I got a lawn chair
2: set up over here yeah I think about how many times in my life I thought I wanted something so badly and now I look back, and if I'd have gotten it, the path my life would have taken would have taken me out of this one, and I, I wouldn't change anything for for any anything in the world.
3: Absolutely, I totally agree.
1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: Selling a little or a lot.
2: I I I mean, you've done stuff like you, you know, you, in spite of having dyslexia, you know, you had to, uh, what were you you had to, you did Shakespeare when you were auditioning to get into uh, yeah, the but drama you know program. Yeah. You know
3: what happened because of my, of my dyslexia, I was doing a launch in the dog, uh, a monologue uh, from Shakespeare. Right. And I completely forgot it when I That's got up I on stage.
2: That's I what was I was in
3: Chicago. Uh, there's a thing called the TCGs at that time, Uh, the Theater Communications Group, all of the small theaters, all of the repertory theaters. I don't know if they still have it, but what an experience. And actors from all over the country come. And you do a modern piece and a Shakespearean piece or a classical piece, a piece. And then the... Men who and the women who run these theaters in Washington, D.C., in Minneapolis, in Hartford, Connecticut, in Louisville, Kentucky, and they watch you and then they approach you and they say, we will offer you a season with us in Louisville, and this is how much you would get paid. And I forgot Shakespeare, and I made it up. The only thing I got right was Lawrence and the dog. We're in the woods and then I went off and I completely made up a story about and the dog that had nothing to do with a play that was written by the greatest playwright 400 years ago.
2: <laughs> so at the time, with the other part of your brain just screaming, what are you doing right now? Or just go, no, go, had, go, go, no, go. I couldn't go.
3: even think about that. I just went, all right, you <laughs> asshole. Now go <laughs> with it.
2: Yeah. That's it. You're here now. Be now. Be now. Yeah. And I got five offers. Wow. See, and, and I, I really want the listeners and everybody listening to know, Henry, you have to understand, when he grew up, they couldn't even diagnose uh, his situation with dyslexia. His father, your dad no. was a mathematician who spoke, is it true he spoke 11 languages? No, he, he
3: spoke 11 languages and, and called me Dumahunt Hunt in each one of them, oh. which means dumb dog, but it's a very, awful. very supportive guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a flying and, buttress, this guy.
2: Yeah, and, and but I mean you're at a time I mean, everything everything is aimed against you. Everything. And- except except
3: God gave me a vision that was unbreakable. I mean, I could have been hung up like a bat from a from a cave and I never took my eye off the prize.
2: That, now that you know, I mean, me. I, I've
3: told you this story. They wouldn't let me watch TV when I was younger because they thought it was distracting me from geometry. And I, when they went out, I had a TV dinner. I rolled back the tin foil so that the apple crumble could boil, you know, um, right. crispy, get crispy. Yep. I would watch TV, but if I didn't turn it off in time. When these short Germans came home, (laughs) I'm not kidding. They changed out of their party clothes into Prussian uniforms.
1: They wore white
3: horses around the apartment with a big sword. And then they went over to the TV set and they put their hand on it. And if it was too hot,
2: this is warm. I was
3: grounded for the next six weeks.
2: Oh. But just and, and, and just, just going through this and just knowing, being unbreakable, being unbreakable, that's the hardest part of this life. You know, When the whole world is trying to steal your imagination and your creativity and, and your want to and your, you know, everything, take the safe way, do the right thing, listen to me, I know what I'm talking about. The world is just shoving it down your throat. To be unbreakable, man, that really takes something.
3: You know what? It, it does, but it also gets you something. That. And, and the, the, that is the lesson that parents, two things, look at your kid. See, each one is different. You have three children. They are like day and night, and they all come from the same human beings. Look at them. See who they are. You will see so clearly what they need and tell them every day, you are powerful. And the result is pretty extraordinary. No matter
2: what the challenge, they meet it. It's the most important thing you can do. Tell them. It and is. Be, I and, think so. And be the weird kid. Tell them it's great to be weird. It's great it to is. be different. It really is. Everybody, so, We're so busy trying to fit in. And I, that that whenever I meet anybody young who I can see them struggling, they they don't fit into the the, the norm. They're maybe right. not a great athlete or they're a great student or whatever it is. They just didn't get the easier path in life. You just right. go, man. I tell you, this geographic prison you're in, these friends that you're forced to have because this is your area, your neighborhood. This is not your life. This is the beginning of it. And I know it feels like it's going to go on forever, but once you're free of it, the world is endless. It's open. It's, it's everything. True.
3: It's true. Um, I was trying out for a fraternity at Emerson College, the only college that said yes to me. And I was trying out for the fraternity, and they everybody chugged beer. Oh, that's great. Hey, look, you got to chug beer. You know, hey, we're going to chug some beer. And I didn't drink because it didn't do good things to me. I, it made me feel tired and, like, out of it. And So I said, you know what, put a glass of water there for me. And they hazed me for three weeks. Every time, oh, here's your water. And then finally, hey, here's your water. If you stick to your guns, right. you become the norm.
2: Yeah. They get tired of it. They get tired of it. And eventually, again, and never. if you don't want them to get your goat, don't tell them where you put your goat. Oh, wow.
3: I never heard that before. That's great.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just hide your goat a little better. Okay, so let me ask you a question.
3: Where is your goat?
2: Oh, I keep
3: mine. Well, you know what? But the
2: secret to mine is I put everything out on the table early on in this career, realizing I had made tons of mistakes and done all kinds of stuff. I'm a high school dropout who tra- loved drugs and had a great time with them. And then give, you give them up and you move on with your life. And you just go, my family's dysfunctional. I'm human. This is who I am. And I, so I just, I just put my goats in the front yard. There you go.
3: No so, one more for you.
2: No, but that's it. I, you know, that's it's that's the whole thing. I I I, uh, I learned a long time ago: if you don't have secrets, nobody can nobody can come up behind you.
3: right? Yeah, that is so true. If you don't have secrets, nobody can come up behind you.
2: It's uh. Yep, that's it. it. It's a funny life, man. It's, it's, yeah. you know, I, I look back at, at your life and I, and I look at stuff like the the Lords of Flatbush and what a cool movie that was with Stallone and you as Butchie or, or you as, you know, a, an American Christmas Carol. Oh my
3: God, that, that was, that scared me to death. I, when they asked me and I got it really because I was, you know, the Fonz, so I have to be honest. That's one of the reasons that they asked me to do it. And I tried to talk myself out of it for weeks. And finally, I just said, what are you doing? You want to be an actor? Just shut up, walk to the edge and fly or go sell shoes. And it's one of my proudest moments because... (laughs) I was able to do something that I had never done before in my career.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's really good. Uh, I have a friend. Uh, he he didn't even realize you were going to be on the show this morning. And he was texting me. He lives about, I don't know, 50 miles outside of Kansas City. And, uh, and we were we were talking about uh, how much we loved seeing you hug Mahomes in the jersey in that moment. And he goes, he goes, you know, have you ever seen an American Christmas Carol? I was like, yeah. Uh, y- yes, I actually have. And, uh, and he goes, and I go, hey, he's on the show Tuesday morning. Henry's with us. And he goes, tell him, in all honesty, this is no way. I'm not kidding. He goes, it's my all-time favorite Christmas movie. It's my wow. friend Dave wow. Ledden. That was Dave? Yeah, Dave Ledden. Yep. Dave. Dave shows great taste. He really does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not in Friends. Not in Friends, but in cinemas. Not cinema. in
3: Friends, yes. but in TV shows. I don't give, I don't care about his friends. <laughs> I like what he watches.
2: <laughs> and I want to say...
3: I literally thought how could I possibly play Scrooge? There are so many great actors that have stood the test of time that have played Scrooge. How do who do I think I am that I think I can even try this? And I am so happy that I took the risk.
2: Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. I had a moment. The worst thing was, I, I, um, did I cut you off there? No, no
2: sir. No, no. I don't care. No.
3: The worst part of it was, there were twelve pieces of rubber that a man started at three forty-five in the morning, pasting on my face, so that I would look eighty. Because I think I, I think I was 29 or something. Y-
2: you were a child. I was. I mean, you really were. But wow. And, and you have to say yes. And, and what I was going to mention say is, because yes. you instantly took me back. I, when I was riding the ambulance. And, uh, and Greg and I, who works on the show still, worked worked at a record store together, a skateboard shop. He got a job in radio. And I'd go hang out. And uh, these 24, 48 shifts from the ambulance and uh, I got this job opportunity suddenly to come to this radio station, The Rock, 29 years ago, and, I, and, I, and my dad was so upset that I was going to walk away from this job that paid okay money. It was a real career, and and I'd worked towards getting this license, and, and everything was, was in place. And I had to ask myself, and I was looking at these guys. I never wanted to do radio. Never thought about radio. It was it was they didn't play the kind of music I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. And and I had to, and I had this epiphany. I, I go, why do you think you could even do this? Mm -hmm. And and, and the question is, and I tell this to people, I go, why not you? And that was the only reason I took it. Oh, my God. that Johnny, that is so,
3: why not you? When you audition, you get really scared. Yeah. They got to
2: pick somebody. Why not you? Why not? And and that's what made me do it. I go, why not me? Is there a reason? Can I come up with one reason that I can't do it? That's so great.
3: Now, let me ask you a question. What music were you listening to?
2: Before oh, you took the job. Oh, Iron Maiden and Metallica, you know, and all the stuff a, a pubescent suburban kid gets handed to him, you know, and, and and this radio station The Rock came on that I'm still on and they never there was never an active rock format before that. It was either classic rock or album oriented rock and it was you know the eagles. All right, so what
3: is that music? What 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 are the what are the um the groups in that in that uh format? You know,
2: Zeppelin, uh, the Eagles, Graham Parsons, you know, like oh, that my kind God, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. they're all brilliant bands, but they just weren't where I was at. at you know, when I'm 20 years right, old. So, how long old? did
3: you start? How long did you start ago? 29 years. 29 years ago, and if you listen to the Eagles now, they are it it, it. it is as powerful, yes, as it was 29 years ago.
2: The thing I know about music is you can. I go back now, like when I was a kid. Skynyrd, Leonard Skynyrd was not my thing but I can mm-hmm. go back now and I can listen to the orchestration, the arrangement and the heart mm-hmm. and the level of commitment to that music- musicianship or the Eagles. Same thing. You go, this, my God, this is brilliant. Go back to Motown and listen to that. You know, you yeah. couldn't have pushed Motown on me with a gun when I was 16, but now yeah. I listen to it and I go, this is the most beautiful music to ever come out of America.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And you know what? I just heard that music they, with uh, uh, Alzheimer's patients, You play music that they listen to, even though they are locked somewhere inside their brain. The music finds its way into their emotional center. And sometimes they start singing the song they knew when they were functioning
2: that that. Video. I've seen that video, and it is—it's one of the most beautiful things. Like, oh my it's, it's god, a, a man is sitting there in a hallway, and it's just a sad—it's a sad situation. And she puts the headphones on this this man, and he starts listening to this big band music, and uh, and you can see his eyes open up, and for just a moment of happiness and, and cognitive like or just recollection, it is. Uh, it'll it'll, bring, it'll, is. it'll. It'll make you cry.
3: Yeah, yeah, but the power. The, the simplicity of the power of music, there are only 11 notes. And everything we listen to starts with those 11 notes. It kills me what, we, what we've heard from classical to, um, you know, Be My Baby to um, uh, the, the stuff, uh, you know, uh, Child is the Father of Man. You know that album? No. Oh, my God. You have such a small... small...
2: (laughs) (laughs) I will buy it today, though.
3: (laughs) Child is the father of man. I swear to you, it was the original... Okay, so this is where... This is where I embarrass myself. It was the original um, wonderful album... Of uh, the original group, uh, Blood, Sweat, sweat, and Tears. tears.
2: Blood, Sweat, and Tears.
3: Okay, thank God I came up with it or I'd have to really go shoot myself. (laughs) Blood, Sweat, and Tears. The original Blood, Sweat, and Tears. It will amaze you.
2: Now, I I just quickly pulled it up, but I do know I love you more than you'll ever know. Yeah. And just one smile.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, the guy was a musical genius, and then I think he left the group, and that group kept going.
2: It's. Uh, have you ever been to Hitsville, USA, in Motown? No. Oh, Henry! If if you yeah. go to Detroit, and and there's yeah. not a lot of reasons to go to Detroit, but that is definitely one of them. It is a walk down through history. These little shotgun houses that they bought, uh, Barry Gordy, and 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 had to get a family loan, and then. He knew because of the, the, the factories in Motown that the way they you know the way uh, 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 the Model T's got built with the with the, the line that that he he mimicked that he went you're going to learn to sing here if you have this talent now we're going to learn choreography then you're going to move to this next house he bought on the block now you're going to learn to do interviews now you're going to learn to perform as a group and he literally created a production line for Wow
3: I never from, knew that
2: Oh when you go. And you see the original Motown Studios. You see the garage, you know, where these, these names, and it's an endless list of beautiful musicians. And and the three layers of plywood on the floor where they have tapped their feet in a little bitty room through the plywood all the way to the, the, uh, to a hole. It's just, you're just struck by wow. the ability to create a music force that is purely American, purely of the era, and is just such a beautiful thing. At a time when this, this country was, there was a ton of infighting and... And they, they just, you know, all of a sudden they were traveling with these incredible shows where white kids and black kids would dance together. And at the time, right. we, we hear that now. We think, what? What are you talking about? But it was illegal. They used to divide the audience
0: with yeah, a world. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And, and people today, don't, they don't have any concept of that. And I'm like, man, music speaks where, where everything else fails.
3: Music speaks where everything else fails is exactly correct.
2: Yeah. So yeah, that, that's not, it, it, but music to me as a kid because I didn't have a lot of friends. So it meant the books and music were were what I always turned to. Right, right, right. Yeah,
4: you know.
3: Listen, Goodbye. this weekend we're going to the symphony for the first time in two and a half years, three years. And you always think, oh my god, I'm going to drive through the traffic. I have to drive all the way downtown. Yeah. Got to park, and then when you're finished, when the concert is over. You can't feel the ground. It lifts you up and just carries you back to your car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, music is the thing.
2: Every time you think it's a Tuesday, I shouldn't do it, and then you go, you're always glad you did. Yeah. Yeah? yeah it's, it's amazing. Look, I, I, I'll keep you all day, Henry. I, I just realized I've been rattling No, all but it's
3: you. such a pleasure, really.
2: You are... You are everything. I, dude, I just, I love you as a human being more than every, as much as I love your acting and everything you've done in your writing, just you as a human, man, you, you make me feel better about the whole world.
3: Oh, that is a lovely thing to say. Let me just tell you, there are dents in this armor, but I am having a great time.
2: Yeah, I can't wait to see you again, my friend.
3: Yeah, ditto, and give my best to Caitlin. Yes.
2: Okay. I love to, Stacy and uh, I'll talk to you very very soon and you know what? Uh, you I'm always going bother to, me it's going, to be a, it's going to be a quick in and out I'm going to the Metallica oh, show there, in Los Jake Angeles again
3: what Jake what do you want
2: again oh my I god all right I'll be in I'll be in LA in December for a quick yeah, in I don't and out care. <laughs> all right you'll let me know yes sir I will
3: all right all right I'll talk to you it will be soon. a pleasure to see your face
2: Take care, my friend. I love you.
3: Yeah, me too. Be safe and get better.
2: Yes, absolutely. Have a great Thanksgiving.
3: Can, oh, I just wanted to say that to everybody who is listening. Have the best Thanksgiving possible on the universe.
2: All right? All right. The great okay, Henry Winkler. Bye. Dude, he's the greatest human being and to man. And I I'll know. fist fight any mother ever who ever says And different.
0: I'll help you. You have
2: a whole room that would. He's I'm just telling you. He is, uh, well, because he just,
4: dude,
2: uh, he, he, he's too good to be a politician, but he's the guy we should have running the whole place.
4: Oh, because from top to bottom, yeah. <laughs> he gets it. He's so quick. He's well, so good. He,
2: but he's grow, he grew up hard. He grew up misunderstood, mm-hmm. so he has empathy. He has grit. He has an undying belief system, and he's fought for everything he's ever gotten. And he's kind in the end instead of hardened and bitter. Right. And that, I mean, there's just a lot going on there that I, I you know, I take in and I go, God, I got to, I just, I got to work harder. I'm so far behind. You know, it's just, he's a, he's just a genuinely great human being.
4: He, the world's truly a better place because he's hanging out mm. in it.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?